What's up, guys? Welcome back to I Love You, Man. First things first, a few weeks ago, we had a caption contest. We posted a lovely picture of Ramon and I at a lovely dinner. It was beautiful all around. That we did with um, our friend and Michelle at I Love You Fresno uh, magazine. And we had you guys make a caption for it. We said the winner would get a shout out. And the winner was... Drum roll, please. Elias Mahmood. No, this is not rigged. He's just a creative guy, okay? Yes, it we is. shared the same last name. Yes. Um, but in all fairness, though, he did get the most likes. Um, and, dude, they were just funny as hell. I was dying laughing. He honestly commented four different times, and each one I think equally could have won. So. Yeah. And pretty much just roasted me the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> which made it so funny. Uh, but congrats, Elias. Also, I'll give him a shout-out. At which I want to hear the story someday, but at five five nine Chad Bro Chill, yes, chillest dude ever. Okay, good to know. <laughs> um, but besides that, just a shout out to our friends at. Uh, I'll, I'll bring up our friends first, and you can tell about your friends. My friend that I want to bring up is Mad Duck, mainly because you know tater tots. I'm just gonna say it, tater tots. Not everybody does that anymore. You know, Sonic for the longest time was the only one in town that really tried to rock the tater tot game. And then Mad Duck came along. And so basically, any graveyard in town, you can find Sonic's tater tots because they're dead at this point. Yeah. And so it's not just tater tots that Mad Duck has, but they have two locations in town. Campus Point, right across from Fresno State, really close to the Save Mart Center. So if you're going to a concert, hit up Mad Duck first. Second, if you're over on the Clovis side of town, right off of Herndon and Willow, is that's where you're going to find the other one. It's a lot smaller, but... It's good vibes only, and I know I know if you guys are listening to us, that's what you're about. Oh yeah, and then also a big shout out to our friends at Certus CrossFit. Um, I'm personally friends with a lot of people over there. It's my choice of workout, um, and just you're not going to hear it just from me, but also other people. It's one of the most prestige CrossFit gyms in the Fresno and California in general. It's one of the nicest ones you can go to. If you've never tried CrossFit out, um, that would be a great atmosphere for you to go to. And also, your first time is going to be free, and you can go on either Wednesday or Saturday and bring a buddy with you. Um, you're going to get your butt kicked, but you're also going to have fun, and you're going to meet a lot of people that um, you never knew before and get to know them. I'm so glad that I get to do Ampersand because Ampersand is my favorite. I know what you're thinking, oh, but it rained today. It's getting colder, Ramon. No, that's not the case. Yeah. Ice cream season isn't one season. It's four seasons. It's always a good time for ice cream. There will always. always be a line, and that line will always move, okay? I need you to understand that. But if you want to get the Ramon special, it's not a real thing, but I'm going to call it that. Yeah. Whiskey caramel and honeycomb. So Put good. that in a shake. Don't get whipped cream because you don't, you know, you don't want to go too far, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but... Pay them a visit. Do yourself a do your taste buds a favor, and go hit up Ampersand. They're friends of the show. And honestly, I'm going to say here right now, we have the quesadilla question of the episode. I think next season we need to try out the Ampersand answer. Oh, you heard it here first. But anyway, we had Luke on our show. Um, it was honestly a really information filled episode. He's a really cool dude. And randomly, we even touched on MMA. So, and if you got football, any interest in that sports in general? Dodgeball, so, but. <laughs> That's not even his business, so just keep listening to hear about his business. Thanks, guys, for tuning in again. I love you, man. I love you, too, bud. I love you, dude. I love you, bro, Montana. I love you, Holmes. I love you, Brosif Quiggles. I love you, Machacha. I love you, Tico Brohe. What's up, everyone? 
Welcome back to I Love You Man. This is Preston. Across from me is my lovely partner, Ramon. What's up? Lovely. Wow. I think he's making a move, guys. You're handsome. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the voice of our guest today, Mr. Luke Fisher. What's up, dude? Hello. Hello, everybody. Um, Hello, space. Space. (laughs) That's a topic I love to talk about. But um, to start off the episode, we we love to start it off with um, the quesadilla question of the week. Um, and it's brought to you by Quesadilla Gorilla. If you haven't been there and you want to try it, go in there, let them know that you heard it on here, and you get 10% off the Quesadilla. That's a deal. Dude. All right? That's robbery. That's what I say. That's a deal. Dude, just listen to this free podcast. <laughs> and you get 10% and g- off. Yeah. So we're paying funny, you to listen. Actually, before we go on there, funny story about that. I went in there the other day. Yeah. Walked in, and I was about to pay. I was like, oh, no, by the way, can I get that? Uh, you guys did a discount no, for listening it. to the podcast, right? <laughs> you use it and, upon yourself. And the girl goes, oh, yeah, did you listen to our episode? And I was like, oh, yeah, I loved it. It's one of my favorite ones. Your guys' <laughs> bosses seem so cool. She's like, they are pretty cool, yeah. And then she entered the discount for me. And I, I think it's a mastermind of marketing. <laughs> yeah, I felt like an undercover boss or something. We're the only ones that use the discount. I know, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly scared to ask them like, how many people have done it because I don't want to be let down. Yeah. That's <laughs> something you take home with you and you swallow hard. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. Well, anyway, the question of the week. Um, I posted this on my Instagram a few weeks ago. Um I was just thinking about these two movies that I love, and they're iconic movies that everyone knows, even if you don't haven't seen them, which would be weird if you haven't. <laughs> but if you were forced to pick one, which one you like more, and it doesn't it's not based off of which one was shot more or what or like shot better, but which movie do you personally like more? And the options were the original Back to the Future, number one. Okay. Or Forrest Gump. Two totally different movies. Oh, Forrest Gump. <laughs> that's, that's totally me as well. My favorite's Back to the really? Future. Really? Without it's a, a great doubt. movie. What is your but, favorite scenes? Or scene? One scene that you can pick from Forrest Gump? Since well, both I you guys didn't like come it. here to cry. Uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I mean. I, the, here's the thing. I love both of them. And that's what brought it up. Like, which one do I like more? I like when he beats the crap out of Jenny's boyfriend at the Black Panther party. Yeah. Those oh, are some, like, some really I, strong punches. You know, and then uh, what uh, Hendrix is playing in the background, like Hey Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the like soundtrack the, of that movie is uh, phenomenal oh, as well. Yeah, it's amazing. But I just like it because no matter what, you can always count on one channel playing Forrest Gump. TNT. Yes. It's always uh, playing yes. somewhere. And you could finish that movie out and never be like... And you never get pissed oh, off watching it. You're just like, I'll watch it over again. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I can't think of what scene it is, though. Because um, so, I just love how so many. often they reference just Everything. pop culture. <laughs> like, literally, they, they tie every single like historical Without Forrest Gump, we wouldn't be America, right? I, I guess. That's what what it so have, deep, man. Whoa, that's what like it, it have Elvis... <laughs> Yeah, he was the, he was the oh, reason sorry. for all of that. Yeah, actually, you know what sticks with me the most? That and it only sticks with me because I didn't understand what it was when I was a kid. Was the scene when the school's principal, I think, sleeping comes, with his mom, sleeps with his mom. <laughs> I do you didn't get that scene I, when I was a kid. When I first saw goes, it, I didn't understand what it was. He, he, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. The noise. I had no idea what Guilty. that was. You're, yeah, you're a I bad man. <laughs> I remember when I found out and like figured out. It was like, oh my oh, god, that's what they. I watched that changes everything. Parents. See, I did too. I remember my mom being like, "What a jerk!" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> taking Wait, it all what? real. <laughs> but then, yeah, I'm a Back to the Future guy. It's I don't know why. Movie. It's a great movie, but in like, it's not as serious as Forrest Gump, but. I love that. How do you movie. feel about how long they let it go for? Was it justified sequels or was it I liked, I thought Dude, two I, and three this, were all yeah, solid. I agree man. as well. They're I'm all curious. solid. I think the second one was just as good as the first. Yeah. I could do without the third. 
it, it was because like they went back to the. Have you seen the shoes? I, I would say the list? third out of all of them is the weakest, and I would, I would, I would go to agree with you. One and two were the same, but they were. It's, it was a good. Yeah, it was a good. Uh, and the way that they tied everything. Yes, they're accurate. Um, but I think my favorite scene from the first one is when he does the Johnny Be Good. Oh it's yes, just, I forgot about that scene. And maybe just because I'm a musician, I no, like playing no, no, guitar. no, that makes complete sense. Yeah, and hopefully you were disappearing. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> you pretend every time you play the guitar that slowly your fingers are disappearing. But it just I don't know that movie's just no, classic I to mean, me. It's one of those things where like I, I like the soundtracks are a big deal to me because you tie it if it's a good enough movie yeah. that song's forever paired with that scene. Yeah. And so whenever I hear that, that's like, oh, that's the Back to the Future yeah. song. Did you guys like the last Mohican soundtrack? I didn't even don't hurt me, but I didn't see the movie. Yeah, first. Me <laughs> he you. gets up and walks yeah, away as a musician. Yeah, you know what? I'm done here. <laughs> <laughs> but that was my question. It was a random. We were driving home from LA, and I'm like, randomly thought, hmm, which one do I like more? Because I think it, anyone that voted on it, it was an instant answer. Like, they didn't have to think about it. Yeah, exactly. But the funny thing is, my wife hates both of them. Oh, yeah. Which, how do you hate Forrest Gump? Dude, we Fresh should have like, still in. trying to recover. Trust me. <laughs> you know, I don't think you even want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a great time to move on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, back to Luke, who is the founder, the owner of Garden Cocktails. Yes, sir. How did all this start? Oh, explain wow. what you do, too, because I just said, yeah, your no, business, abso- absolutely. Really give you People are like, I have no idea what, what the heck's going on. This guy makes okay. alcohol out of plants, or does he have a problem? And <laughs> out, waters his garden, yeah. Um, <laughs> he falls asleep in his garden because he passed out from drinking too much, <laughs> yeah. Which, if I could get paid for that, <laughs> you know, America, we'll interview you again. Yeah. So, uh, garden cocktails th- is you know, okay, so right now, restaurants are doing a farm to table type of uh, yeah. movement going on right now. They really take pride in either buying local organic produce, fruits, vegetables, herbs, uh, meat, um, or they, some people like even from Central Coast or upstate New York, have their own farms actually next to the restaurant, right? And it's really a new movement of, hey, we know where everything's outsourced and we grow it and it's phenomenal and it's integrated into our restaurant. Yeah. Uh, so I do that. Excuse me, my allergies are picking up, so I'm sorry for sniffling a little bit. <laughs> Um, I do that with cocktails. He's emotional. I Don't am. let him tell you otherwise. He's passionate God about what damn. he's doing. <laughs> they have the farms next yeah. to the restaurants. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, yeah. um, so what I did is I decided to, because my, uh, my parents live in the ranchos with two and a half acres, and my mom's always grown, always. Mm-hmm. Um, not just flowers, but fruits, vegetables, gardens, always a garden. My entire life she's seeding herself. Yeah. Gardening, everything. Um, so what I decided to do from the story I'll get into yeah. in Los Angeles is I decided to grow. I, I made a bunch of planters. I have about 5,000 square feet of raised planters. Jeez. And then I have between 15 and 20 different varieties of stone fruit okay. and different you know, like figs. Um, I, I have really different finger limes. Uh, you know, Buddha's hands, uh, blood oranges. Mm. I really started trying to plant kumquats, loquats, um, uh, mandarin quats, yuzu, kefir, um, the list got me nectarines, green apples, pomegranates, uh, peaches, plums, a few different varieties of plums. And I'm trying to do more and more and more. Yeah. Um, 
Asian pear. Uh, and um, I, t- I have all these fruits, vegetables, and herbs that I grow, and I turn them into high-end craft cocktails. Even my ice is done. I, have a, I buy a 300-pound block of, of ice that's been put through a Klein Bell. A Klein Bell strips the ice of all its impurities through directional freezing. What? So it's the ice that you know the ice sculptures use. Yeah. You know, it's clear, and it yeah. lasts forever. It sits there because there's no impurities, so it's strong. Oh. So I take that 300-pound, I get a chainsaw, and I cut it into slabs. And I put them in a freezer, and then when I need to cut down to my cubes, I have a butcher saw in my garage. I take those slabs that I cut from a chainsaw, and I put them through a butcher saw and take them down to two-by-two two cubes. And those what? are that's my ice. So when you get those types of ice cubes in your drinks in other places, is that a traditional way to create those? It, I mean, everybody, they'll buy them for a company, but if you see any ice that has any milk or white in it, yeah. It's done by a mold or it's water that haven't been impurities. I can see your faces through mine. That's mine look like a dice. Level. It's they're formed. They're sharp corners as a as a dice, and I can see your faces through it. And they add a perfect platform where they they chill the water because they're so cold because there's no impurities to strip or get warm. That's yeah. it will get warm because of the stuff in it. Like naturally, you know, if, if there's nothing in it, it stays at a temperature. So it chills the the drink even more and then dilutes it less. So from top to bottom, your drink's integrity stays the same. Um, I got into this. That's what my job, that's what my thing yeah. is. I do private parties, weddings. I have a pop-up at the limelight every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Okay, cool. I'm in their oh. patio. Yeah. Um, how I started was I was a bartender in Fresno, and I started growing, getting really getting in, uh, heavily involved in medical marijuana and growing it. And at one point, me and a partner, a couple partners were growing about 100 pounds every 90 days. Damn, um, damn. And we started investing a lot heavily into our grow. Uh, one thing led to another. There were some hiccups on the way. There was some gang violence yeah. that happened. And it wasn't a good time for me to be in Fresno. And I needed a change of pace anyways. You yeah. know, I just invested – Four years of my life that just went down the drain, you know. So I moved to Los Angeles. My brother was an actor. And um, my brother was working at this bar, and there's a new consultant coming in. And it was this bar, this guy that was, his name is Matthew Biancanello. Yeah. Matthew, at this point right now, currently is one of the most premier bar chefs on the planet. He's opening his brand new tasting menu uh, called Monley and Malibu uh, next Thursday. Okay. Um, he's probably the most creative, amazing alcohol creator that I've ever known in my life. He beat, there's no one that can touch him. There's no one that can do what he does. Um, he came to consult this bar that my brother was working at. At this time, it wasn't even close to where he's at now, but it was still weird and amazing. Yeah. Uh, he invented the library bar in, inside of the Roosevelt in Los Angeles. And basically what it is is he spent 10 years at farmer's markets, and he would purvey all – and Santa Monica Farmer's Market is one of the biggest in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the cool thing is is you have all these people of different different nationalities and they came here with their grandparents or wherever or even they're still here from their first yeah. you know, migration. And they took all their local seeds from their own country. So because it's California and they're all on the west – you know, on the coast mm-hmm. and in areas central coast, San Diego up north – they have all these indigenous fruits, vegetables, and herbs that they bring down. And they can specially sell them at a place that will always buy them. And so Matthew started learning how to make all these drinks from these amazing you know, stuff that he would get at the farmer's market. So 
going back, he was consulting this place. I started working at a bar that he was consulting. I was killing people in my sales because I've been a bartender in Fresno and over in Los Angeles. They're, they're just a, act, sing, and dance, so they're not really there yeah. to be bartenders. I was yeah. there to kick some ass and bartend. Uh-huh. They were like, just this is At any I moment, there's a headshot. Yeah. yeah, you know. They gotta be Taking ready. Selfies. And he <laughs> loved what I did, how I moved. One thing led to another. I started working privates for him. I let him go. I let him just put his tents down, be able to mingle, and yeah. just call off like a chef calls off food. And from there became like one of his close friends. And then I became one of the godfather of his children. What? I became their manny down south because when business started getting a little yeah. scarce, I started working for him full time in Santa Monica. Um, it got to the point where there wasn't enough meat on the bone for me. And as a good big brother would, he goes, I love you. Take what I've taught you. Go to Fresno and grow all this shit, man. Grow it. Dang. And so – that's a fast forward yeah. thing, but I'm here. It's going on two years on the seventh here in Fresno. Whoa, sorry, man. You're good. You're good. And um, that's like your Jedi training. Here. It yeah, like it was. Yeah, it was. I followed him for three years and was his right hand. I mean, I did everything. Yeah, for, and humbly, and I'm and I'm so grateful that I did. And it changed my life. And it actually, because I was losing it at, in my 30s, because I'm 39 now. I'll be 40 in March. And I'm getting my mid-30s. And I'm like, I'm what my parents said I would be, because like, my parents are both educated. Yeah. In 30s, going into my 40s, I have nothing but restaurant experience and bartending. And, yeah. and I hated bartending at this point, because I just was over it. It was yeah. so long. Mm-hmm. And then he gave me this way and these combinations and this way of thinking, and he opened my life to this new way of, if you would, cooking with alcohol, gardening with alcohol, and made bartending beautiful again. And you guys, you can't really understand it until you come and you taste it because it doesn't do it any justice. I mean, you can look at all my pictures, but in order to really understand it, you have to come and experience it for yourself because it is an experience. It's not just mixology yeah. or bartending it's taking flavors that you've never experienced before it's like you know the first time when you saw the crayons and then you saw the big pack of crayons at all the fluorescence pack, yeah. and they were like what the hell did you they, get where that? they've been hiding these from yeah that's what you experience <laughs> when you have my cocktails okay damn right. that's the pitch right there you gotta sound bite that and put it on like up on Wednesday. I'm telling yeah. you, man, I'm gonna write a book, a success story one day. We called Juicing Limes a success a success story because I've juiced so much effing limes. Dude. <laughs> you have no idea the amount of, and I still do. I yeah. never stop every week, and I'm so I want to write a book. And so the basic, so take us the comparison between the basic traditional everyday bar drink. Let's go for a common one, like okay. Because I, I want to compare it to, you know, the drink that everyone's going to likely get versus what, hey, you want to have your world rock? This is something that translates over, but it's just light years different. And I figured you would notice, know a common drink. Yeah. So, I mean, well, for instance, like common here in Fresno. In a regular bar. You have, you have your Stockholms. You have your Cosmos. You have your, your Lemon Drops. Now, these are the bars that haven't adapted to a cocktail program yet. Yeah. But in most cocktail bars, like your Annex, your Cracked Pepper... Uh, they do a phenomenal job at what they do. Um, that new steakhouse, uh, uh, something nineteen or is that an old town Clovis? No, it's it's, it's um, it, it, his name is Ryan. He he was a bartender at Annex. He does a really good job too. But the cocktails that they do are great, but they're old fashioned Manhattan Sazerac. Yeah, 
like old school, you know, Vespa. I mean, like they do other spins off of things and they make, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to knock them at all. No, no, I get it. And yeah, so, yeah. But the same thing with San Francisco, like, and, and Los Angeles and Portland and what it, it's, they're all kind of just using spirit, mm-hmm. citrus and sugar and they're you letting the alcohol be their be the the whole base now alcohol is the whole base of mine and i get the most amazing products and different products i can but the fruit vegetable and herb is what the biggest flavor profile in my mm. cocktail is like for instance one of the most popular ones it's you know, ladies love it is a tropic thunder and i make a pineapple vodka so i infuse pineapple with vodka mm-hmm. and i take i get strawberries from watsonville because they're amazing and they come every friday uh, wednesday and saturday yeah. at the vineyard farmer's market and I, I grow cucumbers okay okay and i use armenian cucumber i muddle that up with lime juice and agave shake strain and garnish that with the like that picture you with yeah. the miniature roses uh another popular drink is called dark melon it's wakatai which is a black peruvian mint that i grow that has a flavor profile on its own with melons that I grow, either Santa Claus, Canary Yellow, Cassaba, Yellow Watermelon. Um, I mean, I grow these things. We're procuring yeah. Farmer's Market. And then gin, rum, tequila, or whiskey. Uh, cilantro, plulots, and gin is amazing. Um, mezcal, celery juice, aquavit, and and white truffle salt. You know, I mean, there's... Yeah. There's I can, <laughs> my mind's just seems he's blown. painting yeah. with his words yeah. right now is what he's doing. Whiskeys of all flavors. Like I right now I have a black mission fig whiskey that's amazing. I do that and I I use a black mission fig whiskey that I make and there's this new hop water that's made from Lagunitas. It's this mineral water infused with hops, but the hops give it a citron essence. Okay. So you have this citron ribbony black mission fig rye whiskey soda that I make. That's just insane. But I I make the whiskey from yeah. figs I grow out of, of my yard. So even if they make these stuff, I grow it, procure it, pull it out. So I'm doing something that no one else is doing. I'm using goji berries. I'm using lemon verbena. I'm using pineapple. I'm using things that nobody knows of. Yeah. And nobody use them the way I'm doing them. Dude, you're passionate about this. Because I'm I I I, hate, and I love it. I'm very passionate and I'm and I say this. I say this a lot, and people sometimes find it very arrogant and braggadocious, and I'm sorry because I, I would give you – I'm very loyal. I would teach all of this if, you know, and give away everything I knew, but it, when it comes down to it, I'm just a really – I'm a bad motherfucker, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I know my shit. I've been doing oh, it forever. Well, and that was my I, next question. I care about you You're guys ask him if he's the way more than my drinks. So you matter. I'll make a drink over and over and over again. If you're like, dude, it doesn't do it. No, it's not me. No, it's until that one, because you are the one that matters. Not this BS of showing you like these mixologists with their vests and their beards and they're, they're stirring and they're yeah. freaking. And they, it, it's like their <laughs> swag show. They're so knowledgeable. But they lack the service. Barman was this right here. This yeah. is a podcast. This was bartending. This the is bartending right, right here. And memorizing yeah. what's important to you. Yeah. And memorizing what's important to you. And getting you guys together to have a positive conversation. Because at the end of the day, you're tired. You want to meet with people just like in Cheers. And I know it's corny, but it's, it's <laughs> prophetic. It is. Who doesn't want to go where people know your name and always glad that you came? Who doesn't want to go there? 
And if you go to that place at the end of your day and then have a barman that knows you, knows your drink, knows what you like, there before you have to, hey, bro, did you get the raise? Because he yeah. remembers the conversation. Did your kid hit that home run? Yeah. You were working on a swing on Sunday. How'd it go? That is bartending. And we've lost it. So when you asked me my picture and I laughed, I'm not that guy. Yeah. I'm not that guy. Gotcha. You're a professional yeah. conversationalist that happens to make drinks. I, I'll take that. I, thank you for that compliment. That's affirming. Yeah, that's, but that's your business, right? You know how to build a relationship. You but know, also that's it's like, hey, no, you want something right. to drink? No, you're right. I no, agree you can have something to drink if you'd like. Oh, I also do this. But also it's like I'm here and I need you to know that this is why I'm here. But if you happen to want to you know, get a drink, go for it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It's just accommodating, being all things to all men. So did you educate yourself on all this, like any schooling or no? It's just No schooling, just school of hard knocks. I started as a busser and I went from, I mean, I've opened so many restaurants. Yeah. I've been on so many teams and I've lost jobs that were really important to me because of being youthful and being stupid. Yeah. And I have a phenomenal mother and father. Um, I've always sought counsel to them because they were very wise and even in their you know, they're fallacies. They're, they're, they're a plus human beings. Yeah. So I've always been hospitable and you came to my house when I was a kid. I was just, you know, like even like jammies back in the day, I'd give you the ones I did that my mom just bought me, you know, yeah. or you'd have the biggest slice of cake or, and it wasn't to be goody two shoes or nothing. My mom would say, do you just have the spirit of hospitality? You always have. Yeah. Um, that's why I was always so good at every position I've ever been in, in the restaurant industry. I've always been either the best or been, a supervisor, a manager of sort. Yeah. Um, I just care about it. Everything matters. Everything matters. And when you have that and you find a mentor like Matthew yeah. and he imparts in you something when you're scared to death because you're, you feel like you're losing in yeah. touch with what you have and what you're doing in your life, I was like a revigorating, like, bum, 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 bum. now I know what I want. Mm-hmm. I know what I want to convey. I know how I want to lead. I know what I want to like my guests to experience. I know what people want to think about me. Sometimes people call me the soup Nazis, but I really don't have a time. If there's people in line <laughs> and some girls asking questions, it's right from her face. I'll literally go, you need to step to the side and figure it out. That's a business model. Yeah. I will always support yeah. I will. No, I will always support a business model that where you're empowered. Well, I mean, you empower yourself for yeah. this, but if you're, Bosses empower you like, Hey, if you need to be honest about something, you'd be honest to the extent yeah. that it makes sense. And if somebody is doing that, you see the line behind you. Absolutely. Everybody, in, you know every single person behind them. You know all their drinks. And back when I used to work in coffee, I'd try and make that. I'm very uh, passive. Yeah. So I've had that person that's taking forever to register, but I knew the next three drinks after that, I'd start handing those drinks to them. Like, oh, we'll pay when the register's ready. Here's your drink, though. Here's your drink, though. Hand out four drinks, and this person's still ordering. Maybe they'll understand, like, hey, I'm taking a bit. So that's <laughs> a really polite and passive way, and sometimes I wish I was exactly like you. <laughs> I seek sometimes retribution and the fact it's like, I'm going to teach you a lesson because you're obtuse, because you're selfish. So, hey, now I'm embarrassing you. Now step to the side. <laughs> See, love it. And the thing is, is that the next time they come and approach me, they're going to be like, this guy, don't like wait a long time he's gonna get a little upset well not even that too they're one that they'll tell their friends but everyone behind them hey this guy gives a shit yeah all four people behind them people ask questions ask questions take your time i don't want you to feel rushed but when you know there's a person who just doesn't care that there's people behind them (laughs) yeah you know and they just still and then they're asking questions that are also 
they're not rude, but they're really ignorant to it's like it's in front of your face. Like it's right. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, or tell you like, I don't like this. I know I don't. So I won't have that drink. And you're like, or a I guy that's it. like, I don't drink that fag shit. And it's like, no, Dude, I hate that. Oh my gosh. I've had just recently had that. And I heard that and was so, first of all, like, you can't say that word anymore. You know, yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't sure, say that. Sure, it, you know, it's almost like, dude, you can't, you can't say that. <laughs> you know, and and the thing is, is the ignorance of standing in front of me, and I can't be like, I just want to knock you out. <laughs> you <laughs> you know? power of yeah, yourself, and then I just will pull. You know, it's not for you. What do you mean? It's not, this is obviously not for you. <laughs> You're way too manly for you this. Said that's all I make. Sorry, yeah, man. So, well, I just don't want anything that's just really. No, this is too much for you. It's too much. Let's so I, I yeah. still enjoy, kind of like I. I want people here that are good people and people who are kind of messing with me. I, I've been in the business long enough and I'm my own boss now to be like, dude, you're going to get, you're, yeah, yeah. you're going to get taught. That's today. another situation yeah. though where we would have been different because if he says that, I said, so you don't want my number? Yeah, or something like that. You know, really just catch, see what he does and how he reacts. Yeah. Like, Damn it. So you're not going to want to hang out later. <laughs> Most 90% of the time, 95% of the time, everybody's absolutely sweet. And, and, I also want people to always feel like they don't have to pay right then and there, that they can sit back and relax. I want the trust. I try to create a spirit where it's just take your time and be relaxed and be at ease. You know what I'm saying? So when people come in and disrupt that, it's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Good vibes only. No, there's a lot of good people here. And I'm not going to let you in. And I don't have a boss to where I have to be like, and kiss your ass. And I can actually be like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> that's no. the perk of it. No, yeah. <laughs> do you ever think that you'll have like a, a I don't want to say permanent location, but oh yeah, okay, that's the goal. You don't want to stick as a pop up. No, I hate pop ups. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> pop ups is a business card to get my name out. Don't get me wrong, I'm grateful for pop ups. I'm grateful for all my fans that have been and supported me. I couldn't have I I I would have died and fizzled out without yeah. my pop ups. So. And I'll do pop-ups for the next 10 years if I need to. But I have a – so me, Brandon Smith Camp, and a guy named Justin Shannon. Justin Shannon is the shit. Do you know Brandon Smith Camp at all? Uh, the name is Smith-Camp's, obviously has yeah. a heavy – He owns the Butterfish and the Limelight. Yes. Oh. Okay. He, yeah, I've met him before. So him and Justin Shannon, the chef of the Limelight and the chef who did all the menus for Dave Fans of the Pismos, Westwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is – they're creating a uh, fast casual – and the same shopping center where that on Autumn and Friday, where that the outdoor sportsman's. Yeah. Yep. You know, yep. right across the parking lot, there's it's a restaurant called the Heirloom, and all my cocktails will be there in the bar. It'll, so across from that parking lot, are you talking to Dave and Buster's parking lot? No, 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 no. Not across the street, just across the parking lot. Like, oh, okay. It's going to be right next gotcha. to, uh, I think, Triple A. You know the AAA building? It's right next to AAA. I think so. Okay. It's, oh, yeah, in, the yeah. same, it's in the same parking lot. I know okay. exactly Got what you're talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, it's actually in the same center as Butterfish. You know? Oh, so, okay. Yeah. I get it now. But it's, okay. yeah. It's just, if this is the building, the parking long. lot, and it's right. Okay. Right and there. if you don't live in Fresno, this means that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one street but also, there. if you don't live in Fresno, thanks for listening, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, that will be opening here in November, and that will be my bar and my concept. And so that will be my first kind of spot and i'm really excited to work with brandon and just november like in next month this month coming up yeah dang yeah so it'll be amazing i'll, I'll have drinks on tap i'll be doing kombuchas i'll be doing high-end teas um i'm a big time dang. kombucha guy you should i mean i'll be doing soft serve ice cream it'll oh be a, it'll be a fast yeah. casual place that you can have phenomenal food not bust your wallet and leave full 
So, is there anything you don't make? I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah. dude. Um, well, I'm not making this. I'm not making the soft serve ice cream. Um, I'm, oh, then never mind. I'm out. The computer yeah, <laughs> like, damn, blew it. Yeah, um, but the co- the cock- deal falls through. Yeah, right. Yeah. Never. <laughs> the cocktails and the teas will be my concept. I'll just be. They'll be inside the bar. Is the reason why I'm saying it. There's not a lot of bars that have yeah. the ice cream and it, oh, it will be. Uh, cold draft coffee. Um, oh, I mean, you got, you us, got there. us there. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's, it's going to be pretty, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I'm trying to catch it the limelight this Friday, though. Honestly, one of them, about well, these I mean, shows. the fact that you do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, just for anybody, though, that isn't following already, yeah. what is your Instagram? Uh, it's at 559 Garden Cocktails. Okay. So while he's still in his pop up stage, which who knows how long that'll last, so you want to jump on it. Thank you. Yeah. Keep looking on there because you get live updates on that. And once I start, absolutely. Uh, once I start to uh, the training at Heirloom, um, I'm probably not going to be doing pop-ups till March. Damn. So, so I got to make sure that place runs accordingly. No, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. A little bit of consistency on it. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's going to be a smashing opening. So I have to just add, it's I'm going to have to live there. Yeah, yeah. It's necessary. Yeah. I feel like, but eventually, to answer your question before, I definitely am using that step to get to the next level. Um, downtown Clovis and Fulton would be ideal for me. Yeah, uh, there's also projects with Brandon down the road that he's you know involved in that he wants me to kind of come with him as well. Um, I would love to get involved in catering and working with Chef Justin because of the fact that we could no one in town does uh, pairing except for Chris at Trailio. Because oh. I've done pairings with with Chris yeah. and Chris Shuckleford's amazing, but um, I working with Justin. No, no one does like private parties off site, mm. and my property at home is like gorgeous. Or we can have backyards at people's houses that we know, yeah. and pair cocktails with food, and run that through the restaurant for catering. And that's I mean, there's, so there's a lot of stuff that I'm excited yeah. about that could happen to get me to my own spot. Because that's the that's the game plan. What's um, coming up in Fresno in the restaurant industry? What was? Do you have a favorite that you worked at? Where you're just like, okay, you know the what? Favorite, that stint my, was good. My, my favorite restaurant that I've ever worked at was was Bulldog Brewery. Back, I don't know if you guys. No, I was going to say I didn't even know I it existed. Know. Bulldog Brewery was a massive restaurant. Before that, it was called Rock Bottom, but it was actually a brewery. We, um, it was where the the Habit Burger and the and the Starbucks and Fig Garden is right oh, there. Oh, yeah. That whole entire thing, that whole entire parking lot, was all for and Whole Foods was all for all for Bulldog Brewery. They were ahead of their time. It was I massive, feel like if they yeah. came up now, that would just be an it would, insane it hit. It, it would have yeah. killed it. It was so big though that they you know the lease changed. I yeah. Guess was, but that was my favorite just because the time was amazing in my life. But Limelight. Really? Limelight. I still haven't gone yeah. even to Limelight. Limelight's one of the best places I've ever been, like, just worked at just because it was – you were witnessing Fresno at its best. You were witnessing 80-year-old, 70-year-old people who were meeting together at a Friday night dinner like they always do, and they've spent third grade together back yeah. in the day. You know what I mean? Like, you, when I was there in 2002, um, it was just – you saw the relationships, like, old Fresno, 1900s Fresno. You know what I mean? Before everything. And it was really cool listening to the stories and hearing everything. And George and Kathy Militinovich had, you know, they knew everybody. They had a, they were, I mean, Brandon runs it now and he does a phenomenal job. Um, but Brandon has, you know, he's a businessman. He has many different companies. And See, I didn't realize how heavily involved. I thought the Smith camps were just, Let's get you this know. Brandon guy on our show. 
heavily yeah. education based on you know what they offer at Fresno State. I didn't realize the what they oh, do. Oh, no, dude, he, he, I was completely just, wrong. They just sold their company for like in the billions. Oh. Yeah, like no, they're they're not. He just donated ten million dollars to Fresno State. Yeah, well, they they're huge supporters. I knew yeah, that they, much. They were they do like they it's called Magnus Lion. It was like syrups and yeah, like stuff like that. It's it's but huge on a huge distribution. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, so he um he's a businessman, but George and Kathy they were like they were husband and wife that ran it, and they would remember people's names and daughters and special food orders. Yeah, and we're just watching the the past. And how the restaurants used to be ran, and it was just so. It was just neat watching that. Yeah. So, um, before we press record on this episode, um, one thing you mentioned is you're a big MMA guy. Big. And to paint a picture, big time. Luke looks like he can <laughs> beat me and Ramon up at the same time, and we would say thank you after it's over. That's not necessarily <laughs> true. You'd hate my guts. <laughs> <laughs> Do you personally like to train UFC style? I I because you look like you do. You know who I? You know what I was? I'm I'm, I'm old enough now to accept it. Yeah, I was talent and didn't have the the the, the heart or the brain to continue. Gotcha. I was very dangerous. I had great stand up. I did Muay Thai. I grew up boxing with my dad because my dad was Gold Glove of California. He was a European. He was a European champion. He was an all army. He was phenomenal. Um, and so I grew up with a heavy bag and a speed bag, and then. Uh, I got into the sport, but I was partying a lot. Yeah, I was a bartender. I was making a lot of money in my twenties, and I didn't have any discipline. And I probably, I couldn't dial down my life. I couldn't, I couldn't focus and say I don't go out anymore. I work out twice a day. I eat right. I, you know, I, I put my head down and I go to mm-hmm. work and I come back. I couldn't do it. You know, I looked phenomenal because I was in great shape. I was in, I was bartending always at top places. Yeah. You know, I loved going out and being, I had a great group of friends because I I really had a child, I had an amazing childhood and the friends grew all the way in our 20s and we just, we rocked. I traveled the world. I just, you know what I mean? I was a shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah. You know, so growing up, I trained a ton and when I still trained too, I still hit the bag. Um, and I fought a lot on the street in my 20s and got in a lot of trouble. I was in and out of jail a few times for battery, mm. for being stupid. Um, but nowadays, MMA to me, first of all, is just like I was talking to you guys beforehand. It's just it's you're, you're beginning to see amazing human beings mentally, spiritually, uh, better humans because it's so competitive now and the money's so big that they're having to sharpen every aspect of your life. Um, to be a champion and to maintain that status, or even be in the top ten, or even to fight in a huge federation like Bellator or UFC, you have to maintain a lifestyle that's conducive to winning. Yeah, you know. And I mean, don't get me wrong; there's pieces of shit everywhere, and there's knuckleheads everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, no, you know, us men are not absolved of stupidity. <laughs> you know, it's true. <laughs> yeah, and the first steps admitting it. Yeah, tried. but you know what's happening is most of them are college graduates. Or if they weren't, they have enough discipline to control their lives in a manner that allowed them to win and have success in the highest stressful, most painful way possible. So that's why MMA to me is starting to grow so much more deeper in my souls because you're, you're really getting to see 
humans, first of all, do things that are incredible. I mean, the combinations, the yeah. the footwork, the agility, the fight intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just sharpening. It's getting bigger and better and faster. Um, and then at the same time, you're you're seeing these guys and, and ladies at that for that matter, really doing an impact in their in their in their um, in their neighborhoods and in their lives. Yeah, um, being good role models. And it's about time that we have a sport where you can't mess around. Mm-hmm. You know, you get you sought a drug testing. Yeah. You know, um, you. I mean, it's it's extremely strict in the fact where. You go out there and you get in a fight. It doesn't matter. Like, who do you think, whose fault you think it is? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Unless you're mauled or jumped, you go out there and you get into a fight. And you're a big time MMA guy. Th- you're always going to be looked at. Yeah. You're always going to be paying out. You're going to get in trouble. You're always going to be. So it's really one of the only sports now where they have to kind of just chill. It's just and, wild to me that there's a, there's a professional form of fighting. Yeah. Like, that's just, if you just take a step back and look at it, it's just insane, like how people settle disputes in the streets physically. There's a way that you can get paid to do that, and there's technique, and there's proper Absolutely. ways, and there's people that are genuinely good at it. Absolutely, and that's so cool that that's a sport to me. I, I agree, and there's people who do it that are nonviolent people. Yeah. Well, in a sense, they are, but really, for the most part, completely passive and nonviolent. But could twist your head off in a single, yeah. you know, and it's it's a, it's amazing to me. You know, it's getting big too. Bare knuckle fighting, bare knuckle brawling what? is getting huge right now. Huge. All these fighters, these ex fighters are going to bare knuckle fighting. Taking the gloves off and going bare, at it. Yeah. And if you die, yeah. you That's, die. No, it's not that. There's extreme rules and refereeing and everything. Okay. Yeah, no. There's round <laughs> there's rounds, there's there's stoppage, cut stoppage. Okay. You know, uh if you're ten count rules, it's just boxing. Yeah. But um and then dude, do you guys do you have access to computer? Yeah. Have you seen I mean, those knights fighting in Russia? Knights, you gotta see it's MMA with armor and a sword in Russia. And <laughs> of course, they fight. it's in Russia, dude. I swear, <laughs> shields and swords. I mean, it's not like you can't cut each other, but like it's what? insane, man. But I mean, the uh, the part that's always funny to me Russia. is at the end of the fight when the guy's like, you know, what do you who do you want to thank for winning this fight? It's like, ah, oh, first off, I want to thank God. And you take a step back again and look at that. So do you think God took a step back and was like, ah, I'm going to let him beat his ass, and I'm not going to help this guy out? <laughs> you know, and it's you just, never it, know. It's, you know, the perspective, if you look at it from that angle, always the funniest thing to me. Like, <laughs> why do you choose you and not the other guy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, the power of free will. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Rain exactly. falls on the just and the unjust. Exactly. Yeah, and you know. it's just, you got to see it live and yeah. pay for it, actually. My bad. Yeah. Pay-per-view. <laughs> How do you feel about that? The whole idea of pay per view versus because there are sports that are you know just on any channel, and then there's sports that you pay to watch. Yeah, I think whatever can pay the people the best, I'm about it. Which do fighting they, freaking it, pays it, out? If if I don't care if you are whatever you're doing as an athlete, whatever you're doing as an athlete, if you can get paid for what you're doing, like NCAA stuff like that, I think that's a crime and a ripoff. I think those players should be played, but. Like if college could be put on on pay per view as well and make money and pay the players, I would do whatever pays the players the most. That's for yeah. me. Whatever pays out the most, man. They're the ones doing the work. They're the ones giving the entertainment. They're the ones you know bringing the bucks in. Dude, college football players bringing in billions of dollars. Someone had a great idea. They said you should start a scholarship for them, and on completion of their degree, mm. they're allowed like a like a uh, a trust fund. 
Maybe Ooh. a degree bonus, essentially. Well, it's like c- completion of this degree. First of all, the expen- they're allotted a certain amount if they want to take from it, you yeah. know, for like living conditions. Mm-hmm. Someone, it was an org- it was organized how much and pending and grade point average and everything was conducive on the money you could draw forth. But it was a huge stipend, like a massive stipend yeah. upon completion to help them on their way in life as they graduated. Gotcha. And to me, it's like if you're making billions... You can't give a kid, you know. Oh, I agree with you completely. You know? yeah. And then what about the kids? Like they chew them up, they get injured, and now they don't get full ride scholarships, so they have to leave. Yeah, it's like they, it, all that kind of stuff to me. I, I just think if they're going to be making billions, then they need to turn that around and actually help these kids. And even if they don't make it, and they don't turn out completing their dreams, that they at least they had a, an amazing education, mm-hmm. and they were helped doing it. Because they were a big part of bringing this money in, yeah, you know, but also financial support because a massive tra- brain trauma doesn't start in, when you're a professional and yeah. merchandise it, it starts when you're in oh, college. Oh, dude, yeah. Well, my kids would never play football, and I was an all-American high school football player. Um, where, where did you go to school? I went here? to Fresno Christian. Okay, okay cool. yeah. So as a running back, um, okay. And my brother was uh, an amazing college football player in Azusa Pacific as a linebacker. My uh-huh. brother has a broken back. I have a brachial plexus, which is nerve damage. My brother Sam has a broken femur. And my brother Seth has a broken tibia and fibia that was fused with a with like nuts and bolts and a titanium rod. Yeah. Sam has a titanium rod as well. So, I mean, then <clears throat> with all the brain damage that's going on, leading, giving depression, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that's what they're feeling, you know, opiate addiction and then a depression. I mean, I want my kid to play football if they want to be a kicker. You know I mean? <laughs> Dude. Well, here's, here's my question. I, uh, this is an age old, not age old debate, but I talk to people a lot about it. Do you think football will go extinct in our lifetime? I don't. I, 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 I personally, I believe that it will. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think so, man. I think it's going to evolve like we're seeing already. They're taking a lot of positive steps, but I mean, they're also taking from the game. the heart of the game is being. They mm-hmm. are. They're. Led. I think, as long as he will m- throw money at it, it's yeah. gonna still. I mean, I don't. Um. I I I hope it wouldn't. I mean, I'd like to see it go away. To be honest with you, mm. um, here's another. We were talking about this too. Here's another statistic: is uh, you're seeing more and more and more and more. Um, white kids or upper class, basically upper, not upper class, uh, uh, money class, like yeah, um, not play the game, Mm. and you're seeing a lot of underclass as far as finances, uh, staying in and actually playing more of it. And what it is is that they don't have that's all they have. It's their way out. It's their way out. And to me, it's like. What happens when they don't make it and their body's broken forever and they have to go back? So now they're not even who they were. They're, were, they're I mean, it's just that game. I just, I just wish they protected them. I just wish they had something for them. That some scholarship, some type of, some yeah. something. I think they eventually will. I think as football continues, more statistics are going to come out um, about how damaging yeah. it is to their bodies, and with technology happening, I mean. It will be a safer game. I mean, it's, I don't have any... I have two kids, but I don't have any boys. And it's hard for me to say, me playing football and loving playing football, but obviously I didn't know mm-hmm. all the damage that it caused. Yeah. 
you still got to tackle, and the people are still getting bigger and faster. Yeah. yeah. You're getting and running backs now that are 6'3", 250 pounds, and they run a four four forty. That's insane to me. It doesn't matter if you're hitting helmet to helmet or not. You got to tackle that person. There's Yeah. You know? There's and, and you got to get through a 6'6", six 380-pound six, man to do it. Yeah. Saquon Barkley's a big boy. They're all and he's fast. monsters. It is transforming, like... Growing up, us remember it was always about the big hit who had the biggest hit. Yeah. And if you watch those highlights now, it's like that would never be allowed. Never. They'd get kicked out never. of the game. In fact, I'm so desensitized and, already by the softness of the game that uh, – or not desensitized, but I'm like broken from it. Yeah. I was watching old hits from like the 90s they and I was show going, it. oh, good God. Yes, exactly. Right. Back in the day, it was like, yeah. Think, well, back in the like, day, you could yeah, all like, feel bad about the guy just like oh, – But now like, yeah. I watched it too and you're like, oh my God, was that not a flag? How, how dare they? That? How did they survive. I'm sure that guy got fined. Oh. Which I like to look at another sport I like to watch. I don't watch it a ton, but it's rugby. Because it's not necessarily yeah. always about the big hit, but you're just trying to get the guy down. Yep. So they, they have way they, less injuries. They they like tackle with their it's head crazy. like falling down. So they're just trying to bring him down, which is what I think is happening in the NFL. It's no longer about the big hit. What's the most efficient way of just getting these guys but you know that guy just tore his ACL though, trying to tackle him the correct. So that. now yeah. you can't be on yeah, top he was of the dolphin. He was trying to, yeah, yeah. Was on your team I mean, Hayes. that's just how how are you going to tackle a guy and turn? I mean, that rule, yeah. Don't even get me started. Okay, good. I'm glad. Yeah. I just no, you, I, you're hurting the players. The page, yeah. It's just it's yeah. How are you going to well, Clay have Matthews, a, a 300 pound man, stop himself in the air? <laughs> I mean, it's physics. You can't be going this <laughs> fast and that way and go, huh? I'm a Steelers fan. There's a video out right now of a Bucks guy a couple weeks ago when they played who, as he tackled, you could hear him go, I'm sorry, Ben, I'm sorry. And he gets up. He's like, I'm sorry about that. Like, I tried to stop. And then was like, no, I'm good. I'm like, you're fine. But they were talking about this guy's apologizing mid-tackle because he realized what's going to happen. You know, Ben's like a 260-pound Yeah, exactly. He doesn't care. He lives a, a life on the man. ground. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, old linebackers would roll over in their graves. Oh, yes, you know, exactly. Dude, yeah. Think of guys like Ray Lewis and Brian Urlacher, like just like the football that we grew up with. Is yeah, so I would love to see soccer start just go on a rampage. How so? I think it's due. Oh, like for like fanship, right? I just think, I mean, I, first of all, I just think it's a great sport for just a great sport. Yeah. Um, in Europe, it's it's huge. The money's huge. Literally everywhere else, but we didn't America. even make the freaking World Cup. That's don't get me started just, on yeah, that either. So That's just, our opportunity. I, I, just love, I mean, the girls are doing great. They're phenomenal ambassadors. Um, but I mean, with all that we do in sports, I don't understand why soccer hasn't just at least competed with all know? the resources that we have. It's, it, right? It makes no what sense. What it is is. Think about in other countries. We have how many different, like, legitimate money-making, co- wealthy career-making sports yeah. here with the NBA, with the I'll NFL, with the NHL, yeah. Oh, yeah, NHL with, NHL. Um, I'm assuming, MLB. Yeah. So you get some big money doing that. Even golf. You go, golf and as well. Golf, yeah. You go overseas, it's soccer only. It's That's true. their only opportunity. So from birth, when they're born... If they want to make big money Freaking as an athlete, high lie. <laughs> as an athlete, that's their only option. Yeah, so they're going to work their asses it's off to make true. a soccer team yeah. because that's their only option to be that big they time money making athlete. Whereas and here, there's a lot of different sports you can do, yeah. and so that, all that focus gets spread out. Whereas there, it just gets put into there. Do you guys ever see those like Thai guys or Filipino dudes playing like that volleyball with volleyball their feet? Dude, oh, wild! Posted it Bro, the other day. They sma- I'm like, those look like all hardcore kicks. Yeah. 
and they're playing volleyball with their feet and like doing backflips and dude. Despite what we need is ping pong to uh to take a real big jump. Ping pong's never good unless you're high. <laughs> dude, <laughs> I was really hoping dodgeball was going to take off after the movie. They tried. They really tried did. because of the that movie. That sport they is tried. so fun. Oh, it is. Oh, especially when you're against people who are unathletic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I always see like that meme pop up on Instagram or Twitter. Where it's the picture of the red ball, and it's like you still can hear the sound of those. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Well, Luke, dude, thanks for coming on. No, you got it, man. This was fun. Um, don't forget Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, limelight. Thursday, what Friday, time do you Saturday, get there? limelight, six to ten. Okay. Um, the food there's amazing. Sometimes there's live music. It's actually a really great time, and the weather is perfect until you know it gets into yeah. November. So it's on the corner of Shaw and Palm. Right? Shaw and Palm. Um, and I right, mean, right it's ahead. one of the oldest one of the oldest res- uh, oldest restaurants in Fresno, yet still kind of a best kept secret. Dang, it I is. Mean, it's really sick, dude. It's like you'll notice. Watch when you walk in. You're just gonna be like, this is a feel. It's just a swagger. Yeah. And no one else really has it. Well, you've already so. painted a picture for me. So if check it out. You guys should come on Friday pissed. and get a cocktail. I told you the first one's on me. So, I mean, All right, dude. I'll me- I, you're going to have something you've never had before. And I everybody who's listening, if you've, I'm, again, I would never waste your time and have you and talk about myself in this manner <laughs> without giving you something that I can stand by and watch your eyes get big. And before you have a chance to say something, go, I know, I know. So and I promise that I'll deliver that every single time you come to me, and that's what holds me apart from other people, and that's what's going to make me my place one day. And you can be a part of that. And the cool thing is, is no matter if you come now or in five years from now, I'm still going to blow you away, whether you're, you know, you've been with me or you just started. So, but I would take that five years and be able to get a repertoire of drinks in your memory to know what to ask me at all times. <laughs> I just picture just a senior citizen, Luke, still just bawling out behind the bar. I, You know <laughs> like what, man? I want, I want a schmooze, bro. I'm done shaking tens. I want to sit with you guys and yeah. go, hey, I need a da-da-da-da-da-da-da and have it come to you and be able to talk to you about it and ask how your day it's gonna was. Happen. I want to invest in you guys so that you invest in me. Heck and yeah. so my job as fast as I can is to get out from behind the bar, just be a creator, be a manager, but be uh, just my friends I mean, here. I don't even know if this know? should be I love you cocktails. It might be I love you people. Dude. It's both. Without <laughs> one, there's not cocktails. the other. You know, it goes both <laughs> ways. Cocktails. So There it is. All right, dude. All right, guys. Thank you, man. I really Thank enjoyed you. this. Yeah, that was awesome. And don't Thank forget, guys, just be nice to people. Love on each other. Yeah, be nice to people, man. Love your neighbor. There it is. All right, guys. See All you right. next week.